What's up, guys? It's social entrepreneur and Texas expat, Eric Melcher, where you are listening to my podcast, Innovators Can Laugh, where I dive into the interesting and fascinating stories of innovators from all over Europe. When most companies think of improving their work culture, they don't really look at their engineering team for ideas. However, Ukrainian software engineer Andriy Bohatiere is the exception. Andri is one of Ukraine's exceptional engineers who has not only helped the software development company Moribis reach new heights, but has helped make it one of the best places to work. Without further ado, let's jump into the conversation talking about my fancy podcast studio setup. I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm trying to put some pillows around my laptop here. So yes. Kind of <laughs> really cool construction, I would say. This is not that bad. There's a lady on this Facebook group, like it's a podcast Facebook group, and she showed a video and she's got like mattresses around her desk and like big these big sheets and these pillows everywhere. So this is nothing compared to what this lady does. <laughs> yeah, it, it probably adds a feeling of comfort, yeah? Like, be, <laughs> like being in bed. <laughs> Yeah, I think she goes back to when she was like a little kid and she was like in the tent with some friends telling secrets. I think that's what it maybe replicates that feeling and everything. Yeah, we're actually doing this kind of scene with my son really often. Okay, like, I thought you were going to say yeah. with your colleagues at work. <laughs> uh, I, I proposed this a couple of times, so like having a tent party at the office. No way. Yeah, and no one agreed to do well, that, but... What, what were you gonna do? Put sheets around uh, everybody's? Yeah, office yeah. I, I saw. Uh, I, I thought we can put tents. We can uh, imitate the fireplace, for example, like with just connecting the monitor to the laptop uh, with a fire and some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so listen, V. I, I was trying to practice earlier, so let me see if I've got this. Zdravstvujete. <laughs> You're almost there. Almost there? Almost there? Almost there. there. Здравствуйте. Okay, that means hello for, for you guys that are listening. Now, I read that the Ukrainian language occupies the third place in the world for its beauty. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. They tell, I, I definitely know that the Pers Persian, the Italian, and the Ukrainian. I know that right from the school, it was uh the ukrainian teachers that promoted the ukrainian language to to uh, her pupils yeah? yeah students okay so listen because your wife may listen to this podcast you can tell her you love her in the ukrainian language can you tell her that so i can hear it a little bit you can also she can also know that you love her yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay a little bit louder because i was low <laughs> okay Я люблю тебя. Okay, okay. Okay. So All right, that's so how it sounds. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. See, I've got I've to know how to tell my wife I love her in two languages, English and Romanian. And then I also tell her sometimes in Spanish uh, as well. So it always knows that whatever language you speak in or your wife speaks, you, you got to know how to say it. So I also read somewhere that most Ukrainians speak two languages, Ukrainian and Russian. Can yeah, exactly. Russian can Russians understand Ukrainian? Not, I don't think so. So it's barely understandable. It's like Polish to Russian the same way. So like a Belarusian to Russian. They can understand half of the words approximately. Okay. 
That's, so the that, the sense that makes sense. That sentence makes sense to them uh, most of the times, but still they can't understand some words. And there are even kind of jokes in regards to strange Ukrainian or Russian words. Okay, so you can understand them when they're speaking, but they can't understand you guys. Yeah, yeah, most All of right. the times. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Okay, so yeah. I read somewhere that there is a Ukrainian dish. It's popular all over the world, and it's called borscht. Yeah, that's true. That's borscht. true. Okay. Yeah, we are working with one guy. He's, I think, he's Mexican, or at least uh, Southern America, one, and he often attends a Ukrainian restaurant in US. <laughs> yeah, he always tells it. I was at Ukrainian restaurant. I ate borscht. <laughs> it was so tasty. <laughs> Okay, now is there pork in the soup? Is there a lot of pork? Yeah, I think it's ribs. It should okay. be ribs. Yeah, but you can often even see the chicken borscht out from the chicken. So yeah. it's not a must, but it's preferred, like classic recipe. So you guys also eat a lot of mayonnaise that I read. You also occupy the fourth place among the most drinking nations. Fourth place. Yeah, Drink. that's probably the case. I, and and who, who's the first one? Who's the winner there? The top ones, you got the Czechs, Russians, and Hungarians. Oh, interesting. I thought saw, I saw like Great Britain or Ireland will also be in top three. They may be the top guys. three for beer, but this is like uh, uh, liquor, I think. Yeah. Uh, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, uh, I would believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you, Ukrainian adults drink about 27.5 pints of alcohol per year. Oh, so that's huge. That's huge. That's huge. Yeah. So I'm a little bit, Andre, I'm a little bit upset here because you eat these heavy dishes, you eat a lot of mayonnaise, you guys are heavy drinkers, but you are still some of the slimmest people all over the world. You guys are like really slim. Whereas I'm Latin American, and if I go and eat some tortillas and have a little bit of tequila, I'm going to gain like 20 pounds, <laughs> but you guys don't do that. You guys seem to keep very thin here. So what's, is there a secret that you guys are not sharing with the rest of the world? <laughs> I don't think so. I think as it may sound funny, but we're often going to village houses. Everyone has grandmas or grandfathers at the village and we're planting uh, potatoes every okay. year planting and gathering the potatoes so it, it requires a lot of effort so working in a village house is a huge physical exercise so uh, another question for you here i also read that ukraine can boast having the longest musical instrument in the world it's called the trembita yeah it's a tube yeah yeah it's a long tube and yeah. Heard that you are a musician as well. So, yeah, is that something yeah. that you do on the side, or how long have you been playing? I don't play trombita. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my passion out from the school. I always, always saw myself like at least an amateur musician. So, I played piano for a couple of years 
in, not in in high school as well. So I was young and played piano. Then I left this uh, activity for some years. Then I played piano again. And then my mother brought me uh, a guitar. It was called trumbita. I don't know. Don't ask uh -huh. why the guitar is called trumbita from Carpathian, Carpathian Mountains. Yeah, and I started playing the acoustic guitar. It was ninth grade, I believe. So I was like 14. Yeah, and then parents bought me an electric guitar, the first one. It was a Chinese guitar, a really cheap one, sounded <laughs> awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I always had to tune it a lot. So like you're playing five minutes and then you tune the guitar once again. <laughs> so it was a pain playing. And then I started working and bought myself a real guitar. <laughs> yeah, so the stuff. Yeah, and we have a band. It's again the mother band. We're doing some concerts but not in covid age of course yeah <laughs> so we are theaters right now we're playing some industrial hardcore metal something like that uh, and we actually are doing sessions on our office really yeah we have a, a dedicated room with isolation on yeah. walls yeah 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 and we have all our instruments there two guitars one bass guitar as a synth and the uh, electric drums, the Roland one. So very cool. We're playing, yeah. Has your son shown an interest in it? Does he like pick up your guitars and? No, no, oh no. Yeah, he always said, "Stop playing guitar at home." <laughs> <laughs> he hates it. <laughs> it should be the other way around. Like, oh, my son, he won't stop playing his guitar, and he's still uh, making all this noise. Yeah, I heard a lot of like occasions when ch children are playing the guitar from the early age, but it's not the case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So speaking of the office, you work for Marivis, which is like this full service provider for software development, big data, business analytics, IT consulting, cloud computing, and you specialize there's over 150 certified developers and engineers across different technologies. What has that been like during COVID? How have you guys been able to work and, and, and collaborate? Any big changes since before COVID and after? Yes, there are some. It was hard at the very start because uh, when COVID started, everyone was afraid. Uh, a lot of businesses were in panic, like they were started cutting budgets uh, for projects, and everyone was afraid for their future. It's a uh, complete uncertainty with the COVID at the very start. People are going remote, and they were working remotely from home. It was hard to, uh, yeah, you, as you said, collaborate, communicate, to uh, have some chemistry at the remote. Mm -hmm. So when you're working in team, you're always uh, trying to be friends and some kind of di disconnects when you're remote. But a lot of since it was like, I would say it's over, but the offices are, o are open. So we're like, anyone can just attend the office, uh, but office is half empty because of lots of people doing remote still. Yeah, yeah. So are you going into the office uh, a couple of days out of the week or, or every day? Now, going to the office every day but at the very start i was like day by the day after day with her yeah and is and the office was completely empty so i was uh, often the only person on the office it was fun it's you're feeling yourself in isolation you can do whatever you want you can't do whatever you want because you're working <laughs> after yeah. all yeah yeah but there is a feeling that you're alone you can be free you can 
just turn on any music you like, scream, run, shout, everything. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. The master of the world, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, so it was fun. It, it, again, it's, you can feel lonely there, but it's, it was fun. It's go good that it's ended. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Do you are there certain colleagues that you miss and you hope they return back to the office soon? Yeah, there are some, but we're trying to pull them. We're doing movie sessions at evenings. We're playing board games a lot. So every Friday is a board game evening. Oh, online or or somewhere? Uh, now in the office. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's typically like we can start from four people. Sometimes there are even like twelve people. So not a lot, but still enough for the board game, for a good board game, of course. What kind of board games are you guys playing? A lot of the, uh, a lot of those. I'm currently. Uh, I, you are you a fan of board games? Do you know some titles? Uh, Sellers of Catan. Okay, I know that. Okay, Monopoly, of course. Mm -hmm. I'm the king of Connect Four. I don't think I know the game. <laughs> okay, so I, I have an impression. Yeah. Uh, so different kinds of games. The one that I'm preparing to is being a game master. Is there, is there is a universe uh, that is called Tales from the Loop. It's a fantastic like, uh, high-tech setting in ages. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so the robots. You, have you seen Stranger Things TV series? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah so it, it's really like the Stranger Things children completely disconnected from their parents everyone with their troubles and it's the dungeons and dragons and stuff yeah <clears throat> yeah where there is a gm who goes on with the story who tells everyone what they are currently experiencing so it's the same but but you're not rolling dice a lot so okay. it's more about communication. You should play uh, as a kid, one of the kids, uh, with their own problems, decide what they do, speak with their parents, something like a uh, mix of communication and dungeon and dragon games. So it's really cool. And as the rest scenarios with the mystery. So I'm preparing to be a GM and uh, reading the rules, actually. And we often play in uh, the Lovecraftian setting, the Govert Lovecraft, uh -huh. two Lumifos. Yeah, so you, you're around that. Yeah, and uh, there's, there are a lot of games like Arkham Horror, which is a classic board game with a role-playing settings. It's really cool. It's really atmospheric. The ambience is just the vibe. Everything is just great. It's a horror, <laughs> horror game. You're reading like uh, someone suffers from... He was sucked as a portal with monsters and something like that. Okay, is it mostly just the engineers that are into the to the board games, or is this everybody in the company? Here in Poltava, we actually almost have all the engineers, no managerial staff, yeah. And yeah, I wouldn't say it's everyone, but we often have a lot of people that want to play board games. <laughs> what other crazy things have you tried to get your colleagues to, to do? At some kind of party or, or oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> the last party was in caribbean setting so we had mai tai uh blue lagoon uh, all the cocktails at the bar we uh have a ladder uh the metallic ladder it's like something like that so right. it serves us as a bartender <laughs> we're a doing, metallic? Doing, doing, yeah it's metallic high. ladder but it just stands like that oh, oh got it got it got it got yeah it. so we uh just 
we didn't have uh, a table for cocktails in the office, so I proposed to use a ladder, <laughs> and it worked really well. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that's the height, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So perfect. Yeah. 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 Who okay. Made, and who made the mai tais? Who is the bartender? There were a lot of bartenders, but the main problem was some ingredients were off like uh, after 10 cocktails so they started mixing their own scenes yeah <laughs> and in the end it was rum and vodka and a bit of apple juice and everyone just completely <laughs> off <laughs> just wasted was this on a <laughs> monday morning fun. oh no that was <laughs> i think the friday evening yeah it was company's anniversary I, oh I okay <laughs> Yeah, so it was a crazy scene in the office. We did quest in the office, a uh, really small one, and at a New Year party, not this year's party, but last year's party. But it, it was, again, really interesting. We have a VR here. I see it right now. So Oculus Quest to the new one. A, a, a VR? VR, VR, virtual reality. Oh! Yeah, the helmet. Yeah. You guys... It seems like this is a really fun place to work. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah it's true. It's true. We're all, all, always improving our office, trying to do some atmosphere about plants. We have aroma diffuser, diffuser. Yeah, yeah, for oil, different oils here, so it's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's forget the free snacks and the uh, and the couches and the outdoor patio. And let's get. The, the Mai Tais going, the virtual reality going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the music at the office. So uh, it, it's a really good place to work. Everyone's friendly. Everyone does their jobs. That's a really important scene because if everyone just hangs out, who's yeah. going to work? <laughs> yeah, but since <laughs> everyone is doing their jobs, they're doing it great. So everyone can chill a bit during the day. It's okay, no okay. All right. So question for you. Okay. Who would you rather have uh, dinner with? Vladimir Klitschko or Mila Kunis? I don't like both. I don't know. <laughs> okay, let it be Mila Kunis because uh, Klitschko lives here while she's not. So it would be interesting to compare uh, the U.S. life with uh, to understand more about her parents. Okay, okay. Yes, she's from Ukraine, I believe. Like yeah. The yeah, parents. Yeah. For, yeah, so that's why it, it will be more interesting. Okay. Back to Marie, but how did you know you wanted to be an engineer? I have a cool story about that, actually. Okay, <laughs> it's cool. one of my uh, most, most favorite stories. I was in eighth grade. I already had a PC, thanks to my father who bought me. It was, it was we call it like a wooden PC. It wasn't too uh, modern. <laughs> so I can't play games really, at least the modern ones, like 3 with 3 ds There was no 3D accelerator. It was... I think the year 2000, and I just had a lot of with some random stuff and it's like the games and the movies and the music. There were a lot of different software. And since I was bored at home and I hated all the games, like I've already completed them, so I hated to play them once again. All the music already bored me. So I was just trying to dig through this uh, random software stuff on my PC and on my disc. And then I installed Delphi, like accidentally. I just tried to install stuff. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and when it started, I saw the the builder which allows you to drop the components on a form and yeah, like 
yeah, half automated way of uh, programming, then you just write in the procedures. So it's typical desktop app. So I was thinking what it is. <laughs> yeah, and then I understood that this is something probably to be related with programming. It was abstract stuff for me. Someone does the software for something. <laughs> so that was my understanding at that moment. And I started to just dig into it to try and random stuff. I placed a button on a form. Uh -huh. uh, and then double click the button. I was at the screen where you should be writing code. I started to like I said like form one dot color uh, equals green, and it, and I click the button and it became green. And I was ah, <laughs> ah, ah. like I can do everything. I'm almost a god. I'm almost a programmer. <laughs> and I shared with my friend. He told me I, I'm. Like I'm learning Delphi right now as well, and he showed me how how to switch to uh, form with two different colors, like green, blue, green, blue. When the button is clicked, it was ah, <laughs> <laughs> completely blow me away. And since that moment, I I wanted to be an engineer, programmer. Uh, okay, so how did you meet your wife did she you guys meet in school or she she came to a concert and you were playing and she said i, I love him i, I love his music <laughs> i wasn't as popular uh, to be honest but it's another cool story <laughs> there's a day of cool stories today <laughs> when i was in university we were visiting the computer club playing counter strike it was 2005, 6, 2006 year. And so we were just getting some fun in computer club, playing Counter-Strike or Lineage or Defense of the Ancients. And someday five girls entered the room with a computer club. <laughs> so like, it was a huge interest from everyone. These guys with red eyes who are playing days long. <laughs> and then five girls are getting into the computer club and every girl just sit and played line age yeah so one of those girls was my wife <laughs> <laughs> that that reminds me I, there was this little bar and it had these ping pong tables it had two ping pong tables and it was like a little bar it was in downtown houston and every monday night not every monday night but sometimes i would meet a friend there and we would have some beers and play ping pong and one monday i went and, and it's generally empty there's not a lot of people there. And I remember walking inside and there was probably like 30 or 40 girls all dressed up really nice. And this is a Monday night. They got their makeup. They got their hair done. They're wearing like these dresses. They look like they're all going out to the club. And I looked at my friend and it was really strange because there was only like four guys in the whole place. Me, him, the waiter, and, and maybe the, 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 the cook. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell's going on? We're just like looking at each other because we can't figure it out. And so we order a beer and we go to the ping pong table, but it's hard to play ping pong because we're surrounded by 40, 40 girls. We're like, what the hell's going on? And we just, we, I, we were so curious. I asked one of the girls, I'm like, hey, we're just curious. Is there something going on here tonight? And she was like, oh no, Justin Timberlake, he's playing next door in the concert. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, last request. Send me a few thousand dollars Herverna because I heard the national currency is the most beautiful currency in the world. 
And so I want to see that for myself. So just feel free to send me a few thousand uh, dollars of Hvernas so I can see that for myself. <laughs> few thousand dollars in green? <laughs> <laughs> so, that's, a case of, that's a case of money, you know. <laughs> a bill in every denomination, 10, 20, 50. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Got it. Yeah. yeah, I can do that. Probably I can coordinate with Irene. <laughs> Have Irene do it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you say goodbye in Ukraine? It's the easiest way to say poka. 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 Uh, poka. Okay. Poka. Okay. Poka. All right, Andre. Pleasure chatting with you. Yeah. Same thing. Po poka. Goodbye. <laughs> See ya. Goodbye. See you later. Bye. To see the show notes for every show, as well as get a preview of who our next guest will be, sign up for our newsletter at innovatorscollab.substack.com.